Part One, Chapter Eleven B of the History of the Devil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The History of the Devil by Daniel Defoe. Part One, Chapter Eleven B. This making a calf and paying an idolatrous worship to it, for they acted the heathens and idolaters not in the setting up the calf only but in the manner of their worshipping viz dancing and music things they had not been acquainted with in the worship of the true god i mention here to observe how the devil not only imposed upon their principles but upon their senses too as if the awful majesty of heaven whose glory they had seen in mount sinai where they stood and whose pillar of cloud and fire was their guide and protection would be worshipped by dancing round a calf and that not a living creature or a real calf but the mere image of a calf cast in gold or as some think in brass gilded over but this was the devil's way with mankind namely to impose upon their senses and bring them into the grossest follies and absurdities and then having first made them fools it was much the easier to make them offenders in this very manner he acted with them through all the course of their wilderness travels for as they were led by the hand like children defended by omnipotence fed by miracles instructed immediately from heaven and all things had moses for their guide they had no room to miscarry but by acting the greatest absurdities and committing the greatest follies in nature and even these the devil brought them to be guilty of in a surprising manner one as god himself relieved them in every exigence and supplied them in every want one would think twas impossible they should ever be brought to question either his willingness or his ability and yet they really objected against both which was indeed very provoking and i doubt not that when the devil had brought them to act in such a preposterous manner he really hoped and believed god would be provoked effectually the testimonies of his care of him and ability to supply them were miraculous and undeniable he gave them water from the rock bread from the air sent the fowls to feed them with flesh and supported them all the way by miracles their health was preserved none were sick among them their clothes did not wear out nor their shoes grow old upon their feet could anything be more absurd than to doubt whether he could provide for them who had never let them want for so many years but the devil managed them in spite of miracles nor did he ever give them over till he had brought six hundred thousand of them to provoke god so highly that he would not suffer above two of them to go into the land of promise so that in short satan gained his point as to that generation for all their carcasses fell in the wilderness let us take but a short view to what a height he brought them and in what a rude absurd manner they acted how he set them upon murmuring upon every occasion now for water then for bread nay they murmured at their bread when they had it our soul loathes this light bread he sowed the seeds of church rebellion in the sons of aaron and made nadab and abahu offer strange fire till they were strangely consumed by fire for the doing it he set them a complaining at taborah and a lusting for flesh at the first three days journey from mount sinai he planted envy in the hearts of miriam and aaron against the authority of moses to pretend god had spoke by them as well as by him till he humbled the father and made a leper of the daughter he debouched ten of the spies 
frightened them with sham appearances of things when they went out to search the land and made them fright the whole people out of their understanding as well as duty for which six hundred thousand of their carcasses fell in the wilderness he raised the rebellion of korah and the two hundred and fifty princes till he brought them to be swallowed up alive he put moses into a passion at meribah and ruffled the temper of the meekest man upon earth by which he made both him and aaron forfeit their share of the promise and be shut out from the holy land he raised a mutiny among them when they travelled from mount hor till they brought fiery serpents among them to destroy them he tried to make balaam the prophet curse them but there the devil was disappointed however he brought the midianites to debauch them with women as in the case of zimri and cosby he tempted achan with the wedge of gold and the babylonish garment that he might take of the accursed thing and be destroyed he tempted the whole people not effectually to drive out the cursed inhabitants of the land of promise that they might remain and be goads in their sides till at last they often oppressed them for their idolatry and which was worse debauched them to idolatry he prompted the benjamites to refuse satisfaction to the people in the case of the wickedness of the men of gibeah to the destruction of the whole tribe four hundred men except in the rock rimmon at last he tempted them to reject the theocracy of their maker and call upon samuel to make them a king and most of those kings he made plagues and sorrows to them in their time as you shall hear in their order thus he plagued the whole body of the people continually making them sin against god and bring judgments upon themselves to the consuming some millions of them first and last by the vengeance of their maker as he did with the whole congregation so he did with their rulers and several of the judges who were made instruments to deliver the people yet were drawn into snares by this subtle serpent to ruin themselves or the people they had delivered he tempted gideon to make an ephrod contrary to the law of the tabernacle and made the children of israel go to whoring that is a worshipping after it he tempted samson to debauch himself with a harlot and betray his own happy secret to a whore at the expense of both his eyes in that last of his life he tempted eli's sons to lie with the women in the very doors of the tabernacle when they came to bring their offerings to the priest and he tempted poor eli to connive at them or not sufficiently reprove them he tempted the people to carry the ark of god into the camp that it might fall into the hands of the philistines and he tempted Uzi to reach out his hand to hold it up as if he that preserved it in the house of dagon the idol of the philistines could not keep it from falling out of the cart when the people had gotten a king he immediately set to work in diverse ways to bring that king to load them with plagues and calamities not a few he tempted saul to spare the king of amalek contrary to god's express command he not tempted saul only but possessed him with an evil spirit by which he was left to wayward dispositions and was forced to have it fiddled out of him with a minstrel he tempted saul with a spirit of discontent and with a spirit of envy at poor david to hunt him like a partridge upon the mountains he tempted saul with a spirit of divination and sent him to a witch to inquire of samuel for him as if god would help him when he was dead that had forsaken him when he was alive after that he tempted him 
to kill himself on the pretense that he might not fall into the hands of the uncircumcised as if self-murther was not half so bad either for sin against god or disgrace among men as being taken prisoner by a philistine a piece of madness none but the devil could have brought mankind to submit to though some ages after that he made it a fashion among the romans after saul was dead and david came to the throne by how much he was a man chosen and particularly savoured by heaven the devil fell upon him with a more vigour attacked him so many ways and conquered him so very often that as no man was so good a king so hardly any good king was ever a worse man in many cases one would have almost thought the devil had made sport with david to show him easily he could overthrow the best man god could choose for the whole congregation he made him distrust his benefactor so much as to feign himself mad before the king of gath when he had fled to him for shelter he made him march with his four hundred cutthroats to cut off poor nabal and all his household only because he would not send him the good cheer he had provided for his honest sheep shearers he made him for his word's sake give ziba half his master's estate for his treachery after he knew he had been the traitor and betrayed poor mephithbosheth for the sake of it in which the good old king it seems was very loath to break his word and therefore broke his oath then he tempted him to the ridiculous project of numbering the people though against god's express command a thing joab himself was not wicked enough to do till david and the devil forced him to it and to make him completely wicked he carried him to the top of his house and showed him a naked lady bathing herself in her garden in which it appeared that the devil knew david too well and what was the particular sin of his inclination and so took him by the right handle drawing him at once into the sins of murther and adultery then that he might not quite give him over though david's repentance for the last sin kept the devil off for a while when he could attack him no farther personally he fell upon him and his family and made him as miserable as he could desire him to be in his children three of whom he brought to destruction before his face and another after his death first he tempted amon to ravage his sister tamar so there was an end of her poor girl as to this world for we never hear any more of her then he tempted absalom to murder his brother amnon in revenge for tamar's maidenhead then he made joab run absalom through the body contrary to david's command and after david's death he brought edonijah weak man to the block for usurping king solomon's throne as to absalom he tempted him to rebellion and raising war against his father to the turning him shamefully out of jerusalem and almost out of the kingdom he tempted him for david's farther mortification to lie with his father's wives in the face of the whole city and had octotophel's honest counsel been followed he had certainly sent him to sleep with his fathers long before his time but their Satan and octotophel were both outwitted together through all the reigns of the several successors of david the devil took care to carry on his own game to the continual insulting the measures which god himself had taken for the establishing his people in the world and especially as a church till at last he so effectually debauched them to idolatry that crime which all others was most provoking to god as it was carrying the people away from their allegiance 
and transposing the homage they owed god their maker to a contemptible block of wood or an image of a brute beast in this how sordid and brutish soever it was in itself yet so did his artifice prevail among them that first or last he brought them all into it the ten tribes as well as the two tribes till at last god himself was provoked to unchurch them gave them up to their enemies and the few that were left of them after incredible slaughters and desolation were hurried away some into tartary and others into babylon from whence very few of that same few that were carried away ever found their way home again and some when they might have come would not accept of it but continue there to the very coming of the messiah see epistles of st james and of st peter at the beginning but to look a little back upon this part for it cannot be omitted it makes so considerable a part of the devil's history i mean as drawing god's people kings and all into all the sins and mischiefs which gradually contributed to their destruction first for he began immediately with the very best and wisest of the race he drew in king solomon in the midst of all his zeal for the building god's house and for the making the most glorious and magnificent appearance for god's worship that ever the word saw i say in the middle of all this he drew him into such immoderate and insatiable an appetite for women as to set up the first and perhaps the greatest seralogo of whores that ever any prince in the world had or pretended to before nay and to bring whoring so much into reputation that as the text says seven hundred of them were princesses that is to say ladies of quality not as the grand seigneurs and great moguls other princes of the eastern world have since practised namely to pick up their most beautiful slaves but these it seems were men of rank king's daughters as pharaoh's daughter and the daughters of the princess and prime men among the moabites ammonites zidonians hittites etc one kings eleven one nor was this all but as he drew him into the love of these forbidden women for such they were as to their nation as well as number so he ensnared him by those women to a familiarity with their worship and by degrees brought that famous prince famous for his wisdom to be the greatest and most imposed upon old fool in the world bowing down to those idols by the enticing of his whores whom he had abhorred and detested in his youth as dishonouring that god for whom and for whose worship he had finished and dedicated the most magnificent building and temple in the world nothing but the invincible subtlety of this arch-devil could ever have brought such a man as solomon to such a degeneracy of manners and to such meannesses no not the devil himself without the assistance of his whores nor the whores themselves without the devil to help them as to solomon satan had made conquest enough there we need hear no more of him the next advance he made was in the person of his son rehoboam had not the devil prompted his pride and tyrannical humour he would never have given the people such an answer as he did and when he saw a fellow at the head of them too whom he knew wanted and waited for an occasion to raise a rebellion and had ripened up the people's humour to the occasion well might the text call it listening to the counsel of the young heads that it was indeed with a vengeance but those young heads too were acted by an old devil who for his craft is called as i have observed the old serpent having thus paved the way jeroboam revolts 
so far god had directed him for the text says expressly speaking in the first person of god himself this thing is of me but though god might appoint jeroboam to be king that is to say of ten tribes yet god did not appoint him to set up the two calves in the two extreme parts of the land viz in dan and in bethel that was jeroboam's own doing and done on purpose to keep the people from falling back to rehoboam by being obliged to go to jerusalem to the public worship and the text adds jeroboam made israel to sin this was indeed a masterpiece of the devil's policy and it was effectual to answer the end nothing could have been more to the purpose what reason he had to expect the people would so universally come into it and be so well satisfied with a couple of calves instead of the true worship of god at jerusalem of what arts and management he satan made use of afterwards to bring the people in to join with such a delusion that we find but little of in all the annals of satan not is it much to the case to certain the devil found a strange kind of propensity to worshipping idols rooted in the temper of that whole people even from their first breaking away from the egyptian bondage so that he had nothing to do but to work upon the old stock and propagate the crime that he found was so natural to them and this is satan's general way of working not with them only but with us also and with all the world even then and ever since when he had thus secured jeroboam's revolt we need not trace him among his successors for the same reason of state that held for the setting up the calves at bethel and dan held good for the keeping them up to all jeroboam's posterity nor had they one good king ever after even jehu who called his friends to come and see his zeal for the lord and who fulfilled the threatenings of god upon ahab and his family and upon queen jezebel and her offspring he knew all the while that he was executing the judgment of the true god upon an idolatrous race yet he would not part with his calves but would have thought it to have been parting with his kingdom and that is the people would have gone up to jerusalem to worship so they would at the same time have transferred their civil obedience to the king of judah whose right it really was as far as they could claim by birth and right line so that by the way satan any more than any other politicians is not for the jus divinum of lineal secession or what we call hereditary right any farther than serves for his purpose thus satan ridded his hands of ten of the twelve tribes let us now see how he went on with the rest for his work was now brought into a narrower compass the church of god was now reduced to two tribes except a few religious people who separated from the schism of jeroboam and came and planted themselves among the tribes of judah and benjamin the first thing the devil did after this was to foment a war between the two kings while judah was governed by a boy or youth abijah by name and he none of the best neither but god's time was not yet come and the devil received a great disappointment when jeroboam was so entirely overthrown that if the records of those ages do not mistake no less than five hundred thousand men of israel were killed such a slaughter that one would think the army of judah had they known how to improve as well as gain a victory might have brought all the rest back again and have entirely reduced the house of jeroboam and the ten tribes that followed him to their obedience nay they did take a great deal of the country from them 
and among the rest bethel itself and yet so cunningly did satan manage that the king of judah who was himself a wicked king and perhaps an idolater in his heart did not take down the golden calf that jeroboam had there no nor destroy the idolatry itself so that in short his victory signified nothing from hence to the captivity we find the devil busy with the kings of judah especially the best of them as for such as manasseh and those who transgressed by the general tenor of their lives those he had no great trouble with but such as Asa, jezeshabbat hezekiah and josiah he hung about them in their courts till he brought every one of them into some mischief or another at first good king Asa, of whom the scripture says his heart was perfect all his days yet this subtle spirit that could break in upon him nowhere else tempted him when the king of israel came out against him to send to hire benhadad the king of syria to help him as if god who had before enabled him to conquer the ethiopians with an army of ten hundred thousand men could not have saved him from the king of the ten tribes in the same manner he tempted jehoshaphat but such as Asa, jehoshaphat hezekiah and josiah he hung about them in their courts till he brought every one of them into some mischief or another in the same manner he tempted jehoshaphat to join with that wicked king ahab against the king of syria and also to marry his son to ahab's daughter which was fatal to jehoshaphat and to his posterity again he tempted hezekiah to show all his riches to the king of babylon's messengers and who can doubt but that he satan is to be understood by the wicked spirit which stood before the lord two chronicles eighteen twenty and offered his service to entice ahab the king of israel to come out to battle to his ruin by being a lying spirit in the mouths of all his prophets and who for that time had a special commission as he had another time in the case of job here there is a question mark and indeed it was a commission fit for nobody but the devil thou shalt entice him and thou shalt also prevail go out and do even so verse twenty one even good josiah himself of whom it is recorded that like him there was no king before him neither after him arose there any like him two kings twenty three twenty six yet the devil never left him with his machinations till finding he could not tempt him to anything wicked in his government he tempted or moved him to a needless war with the king of egypt in which he lost his life from the death of this good king the devil prevailed so with the whole nation of the jews and brought them to such an incorrigible pitch of wickedness that god gave them up forsook his habitation of glory the temple which he suffered to be spoiled first then burnt and demolished destroying the whole nation of the jews except a small number that were left and those the enemy carried away into captivity nor was he satisfied with his general destruction of the whole people of israel for the ten tribes were gone before but he followed them even into their captivity those that fled away to egypt which they tell us were seventy thousand he first corrupted and then they were destroyed there upon the overthrow of egypt by the same king of babylon also he went very near to have them rooted out young and old man woman and child who were in captivity in babylon by the ministry of that true agent of hell haman the agagite but there satan met with a disappointment too as in the story of hester which was but the fourth that he had met with 
in all his management since the creation i say there he was disappointed and his prime minister hammond was exalted as he deserved having thus far traced the government and dominion of the devil from the creation of man to the captivity i think i may call upon him to set up his standard of universal empire at that period it seemed just then as if god had really forsaken the earth and given the entire dominion of mankind up to his outrageous enemy the devil for excepting the few israelites which were left in the territories of the king of babylon and they were but a few i say except among them there was not one corner of the world left where the true god was called upon or his dominion so much as acknowledged all the world was buried in idolatry and that of so many horrid kinds that one would think the light of reason should have convinced mankind that he who exacted such bloody sacrifices as that of Moloch, and such a bloody cutting themselves with knives as the priest of baal did could not be a god a good and beneficent being but must be a cruel voracious and devouring devil whose end was not the good but the destruction of his creatures but to such a height was the blind demented world arrived to at that time that in these sordid and corrupt ways they went on worshipping dumb idols and offering human sacrifices to them and in a word committing all the most horrid and absurd abominations that they were capable of or that the devil could prompt them to till heaven was again put as it were to the necessity of bringing about a revolution in favour of his own forsaken people by miracle and surprise as he had done before we come therefore to the restoration or return of the captivity had satan been able to have acted anything by force as i have observed before all the princes and powers of the world having been as they really were at his devotion he might easily have made use of them armed all the world against the jews and prevented the rebuilding the temple and even the return of the captivity but now the devil's power manifestly received a check and the hand of god appeared in it and that he was resolved to re-establish his people the jews and to have a second temple built the devil who knew the extent of his own power too well and what limitations were laid upon him stood still as it were looking on and not daring to oppose the return of the captivity which he very well knew had been prophesied and would come to pass he did indeed make some little opposition to the building and to the fortifying the city but as it was to no purpose so he was soon obliged to give it over and thus the captivity being returned and the temple rebuilt the people of the jews increased and multiplied to an infinite number and strength and from this time we may say the power of the devil rather declined and decreased than went on with success as it had done before it is true the jews fell into sects and errors and divisions of many kind after the return from the captivity and no doubt the devil had a great hand in those divisions but he could never bring them back to idolatry and his not being able to do that made him turn his hand so many ways to plague and oppress them as particularly by antiochus the great who brought the abomination of desolation into the holy place and there the devil triumphed over them for some time but they were delivered many ways till at last they came peacefully under the protection rather than the dominion of the roman empire when herod the great governed them as a king and re-edified nay almost rebuilt their temple with so great an expense and magnificence 
that he made it as some say greater and more glorious than that of solomon's though that i take to be a great fable to say no worse of it in this condition the jewish church stood when the fullness of time as tis called in scripture was come and the devil was kept at bay though he made some encroachments upon them as above for there was a glorious remnant of saints among them such as old zacharias the father of john the baptist and old simeon who waited for the salvation of israel i say in this condition the jewish church stood when the messiah came into the world which was such another mortal stab to the thrones and principalities infernal as that of which i have spoken already in chapter three at the creation of man and therefore with this i break off the antiquities of the devil's history or the ancient part of his kingdom for from hence downward we shall find his empire has declined gradually and though by his wonderful address his prodigious application and the vigilance and fidelity of his instruments as well human as infernal and diabolical and of the human as well as the ecclesiastic as the secular he has many times retrieved what he has lost and sometimes bid fair for recovering the universal empire he once possessed over mankind yet he has been still defeated again repulsed and beaten back and his kingdom has greatly declined in many parts of the world and especially in the northern parts except great britain and how he has politically maintained his interest and increased his dominion among the wise and righteous generation that we cohabitate with and among will be the subject of the modern part of satan's history and of which we are next to give an account end of part one chapter eleven b